0: So welcome to Readers and Writers, a podcast for people who love to read and for people who love to write. I'm Colin Smith with Unlocking the Bible at the Gospel Coalition Conference. And uh, here with me today is Dave Radford of the Grey Havens. And uh, delighted to have you with us. So you've not written a book, but you are writing music that is being performed, and uh, we're celebrating the uh, release of uh, your latest CD, Ghost of a King. Yes. So thanks for uh, talking with us, and tell us about the Grey Havens. First,
1: thanks for having us. Um, We say that we write narrative pop folk music. Right. The aim of the songs are to enchant the listener, um, awakening wonder and joy for the Lord and His glory through song.
0: So the word imagination is absolutely huge in terms of what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the background to uh, the the name, of course, coming from... The Lord of the Rings. The Lord yeah. of the Rings, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah,
1: last chapter uh, of the Lord of the Rings. And um, story and narrative have been one of the biggest things that have influenced us personally with regard to how we view ourselves in the world and how we view God. I mean, yeah. I remember... Reading through in high school, the Chronicles of Narnia, and right. just my imagination burning, and my at the same time my heart burning, and looking back, just makes so much sense that those are linked right. together. Right. Right. Um, and so, story individually is very powerful. Yep. And song, music individually is very powerful. Yep. I mean, many have said that uh, both are are universal, almost anywhere you go. And so, combining the two. I think is, is just a powerful combo.
0: I love it. Uh, so my world is uh, the world of preaching, and my favorite book on preaching is uh, Preaching and Teaching with Imagination by Warren Wearsby. And Warren Wearsby goes all the way through the Bible and just draws out the visual images. So exactly what you're trying to do in relation to composing and uh, the work that you're performing and recording. And he has this great line. He says, I used to think that the human mind was a debating chamber. Then I realized that the human mind is actually a picture gallery. That
1: is brilliant. Isn't that good? Isn't that I love good? that. Now,
0: you're doing exactly that. Yes. In the sp- I, I think about that in relation to preaching. You're thinking about that in relation to composing. So yeah. tell us how you got into this. What was your background? And uh, yeah. uh, uh, tell us that story. So, I mean, grew up as a
1: pastor's kid. Um, I think I uh, became a believer when I was 17. So, moved into college as a new believer, starting to get Im- immersed really into good preaching. You know, I grew up with great preaching, my dad was a, a pastor, uh, grew up in the pca and and every week i 'd be hearing the gospel and, and so, at seventeen, it kind of s- sunk in finally and uh, His sermons, as well as sermons that I listened to when I was supposed to be doing homework in college i 'd be listening to Tim Keller, or whoever else, and, and taking notes kind of studiously, so maybe I should have just gone to seminary, so kind of stockpiling. Good things, right? Um, and then getting into songwriting, just kind of by happenstance. So I say that sermons and good books in the Bible teach me what to say, right? And stories teach me how to say it, right? Just because that's that's just naturally um, kind of how my my own inner workings, my mind's eye, my my heart work. And so it it was just natural when I took pen to paper and and strumming the guitar. That's just naturally. The format that it came out. Now it was horrible at the beginning, but everybody has to go through a horrible I, 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 phase with anything. Everything is horrible yeah, at the beginning, right? Exactly. <laughs> even even now, uh, even now, going into songs, it yeah. takes. I just was writing. For, we're making a new record, and it it takes me about seven or eight pages of just chicken scratch, front and back, right, to yeah. get any like a verse, a single right. verse. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, it's hard work.
0: Yeah, so uh, talk about the creative process. I mean, uh, folks who um, are listening to us uh, are writing blog pieces. Um, Some people are writing larger, more extensive things. We're all wrestling with how the imagination gets kindled and and what it actually looks like to come out with something that's creative as opposed to just prosaic. So, a couple things.
1: just as, I'll start with practical, maybe move backward to uh, a higher level, but practically, something that helps is saying you're going to do something publicly. <laughs> like, like with us right now, if we didn't say, like, yeah. we're doing a Kickstarter for this project, if we didn't say we're making a record, right? by this time, that's, I don't think I'd be writing right now. Yeah,
0: you know, if there wasn't Sunday, I'd never complete a yeah, sermon. Exactly, exactly. It's the same principle. Yeah, You've got to have a deadline. So yeah. having
1: that definitely helps, and you'll find that you'll get inspired real quick, or yeah. at least you'll be putting in the time.
0: That's really helpful, because there might be a tendency for creative people to say, I must have total freedom, and if you give me a date, then that's going to inhibit my freedom. What yeah. you're saying is that without some kind of structure and some kind of uh, deadline, yeah. uh, nothing actually get, ever gets
1: produced. You know what? And it was actually... Um, um, Andrew Peterson, so he lives in Nashville as well, is a great songwriter. Right. And he told me recently that um, just as far as a money thing goes, as an independent artist, you're, you're forced to keep going and, right. and yes. being on tour yeah. a lot. And, You've got to make a and living. He, and he said, if I didn't get my start that way, he's 20 years in, but if if he didn't have that as a pressure he wouldn 't have done all the great things maybe that he 's been able to do, writing these these uh, children 's books, wing feather saga, and uh, which everybody listening should should go by and read but, right. um, and all these things that he 's done have, have been kind of a product of necessity right. uh, by just just the pressures even from a financial thing, let alone deadlines. so yeah. I think those things as a first parameter help um, but as far as getting into the nuts and bolts of the creative process for me i 'll just paint a picture of what it looks like, and then you can Take it or leave it, kind of a thing. So for me, I'm always stockpiling right. sparks of inspiration. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Into iPhone notes. Huh. Um, lyrically, iPhone notes, and then voice memos melodically. Okay. So I have these two databases all year round of um, typically once a day. So I'll get a spark, either usually yep. when I'm reading uh, the Bible or a book or something. And all I am is really a thief that I'm going <laughs> through. Somebody else said this, Matt Boswell, and and I resonate with that. You're just a thief and you're picking and taking these phrases that spark your imagination and you're just writing them down. So that when it's actually come time to do the hard work of sitting down and writing something, you at least have some kind of past inspiration. Whether it inspires you now is, is another matter, but you've at least at one point been inspired by these things and they can help you on your way towards... Um, getting started, which is really the hardest and part. And you
0: can't predict when they come. I no. Mean, I, uh, yeah, yeah, no, and yeah.
1: at this point, hence the stockpiling, right. yeah. because right. gone are the days when we're just doing it as a hobby, we really need right. to right. be doing this as a discipline. So right. here's one more thing, uh, just as a practical thing. I doubt, at least for an artist, uh, and maybe maybe as a, a, a pastor slash writer, I, I doubt that it's feasible for a lot of people to writing for their projects every day, all year. I'm a believer in seasonal writing that's good so because the way that our lives our lives are set up at least on the road is we're months on the road right then we're we're off we're making a record right and then we need to be booking our shows for the next time and then maybe there's a season of writing and so I I think that there can be seasons of intensity and that's okay now you should maybe be doing little things every day but but when you 're really so interesting,
0: in. I had a conversation with Keith Getty uh, just a few yeah. weeks ago. He said almost exactly the same thing there 's a structure to his year. Yeah. course some of that is there are times of travel, there yeah. are times of being in other locations, yeah. but there are times that are particularly this is when I have to get something out yeah. and uh, I give myself to that work and I think it 's helpful for just to, to give yourself permission right. to not feel like oh i didn 't write for three right, hours yeah. today i 'm
1: right. failing. Um, yeah, you can so have seasons. we got
0: the spark. I love that. And that might be just a thought, a line, exactly. a, 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 a sentence. It's often a line. Right. Or a sentence. So um, take one of your songs now and uh, uh, walk us through the story of just how one song Evolved from a spark or a couple of sparks on your iPad uh, notes to something that uh, ended up being uh, uh, something that you could share with the wider world?
1: So, the title track of the last record is called Ghost of a King. Okay. And uh, I had this voice memo from two years previous with just a guitar line that, for whatever reason, uh, had stuck with me, and so I had gone to search for it, and I knew it had the word ghost in it, and, and so I was looking for it. And that's another thing, just as an aside, some people say that the good stuff sticks. And So I went back and all two it, years, two previous. years previous. So nice. I had gone back and, and was listening to that, and uh, it just had the main, the guitar line, and a few words. It just said "met a ghost of a king," and I was kind of like, "Wait, met a ghost of a king? What? You know, like w- what's after that?" And so. I would say this, first it starts with the music, so just getting some kind of music background for me in a songwriting creative process environment. But then it's about word flow over subject matter to begin with. So I'm not trying to say anything at the beginning. I think that songs should flow well, feel good in the mouth, and kind of have a a, a rhythm to them. So I'm not really putting pressure on myself at the beginning to really say something. I'm just trying to put words together. And out of that, usually, will come an image or images that I can start chasing as the theme of the song. Right. So in this particular instance, Metaghost of a King became uh, the Holy Spirit. Right. And what's his role uh, in salvation? And so the, the song is a narrative of the Holy Spirit taking somebody to seeing Christ. And at the time, I was listening to a John Piper sermon series on the new birth. And so that was immensely helpful. So all of these things kind of came into play in and, and creating this narrative. Uh, the structure but it, it takes a long time
0: Dave, I just love the fact that what you're doing comes out of a profound engagement with scripture. It comes out of a deep theological frame of reference, mm. comes out of a passion to say something that is true and significant and glorious, mm. that's going to be upbuilding and that is going to be done in a way that's creative and going to be imaginative as well. Thank you. And uh, so thank you for pursuing that, that, uh, that calling. Now, uh, one of the joys we had when we arrived, when we registered the Gospel Coalition Conference, uh, uh, everyone was getting a free uh, copy of yeah. um, uh, your latest uh, CD. So uh, what do you hope when people listen to this, they'll come away with? What, what What's the impact that you'd yeah. like to see from this in people's lives?
1: So maybe I'll answer it. Uh, I don't know if this is answering your question, but just to quote somebody else, um, Tim Keller, I recommend everybody listen to his Q Ideas talk that he gave. I think it was last year's 2016 address. Ah. And he talks about how, Charles Taylor has this book called uh, *Living in a Secular Age*, right. and he basically says, with the Renaissance and the Great Enlightenment, what was an enchanted world yes. became disenchanted with the introduction of the language of science and yeah. and being able to name something in a scientific way took away its enchanting properties, basically. Right. But we do live in an, en- an enchanted world that that God made and, and is much deeper than just a, a scientific name. So, so basically, he's arguing somebody asked him you know what what does it mean to go out into the world as a Christian in the workplace and and in your craft and he said three things that I really resonate with Um, and the first is to enchant so re-enchanting a disenchanted world right so that's what we're trying to do one thing that's a distinctly Christian thing another one is resonating so if you speak truth if you if you're speaking in line with what scripture says you're going to resonate uh, with people because our DNA is image bearer of God right um, and thirdly which i haven't heard a lot but i really like is defy yeah. and so you're you're defying people's i guess sinful nature right Um. within that and so those three things together you can take that to any job you do not just the arts but any job you got in the world and you enchant defy and resonate with the culture around you and i think that's a recipe that that follows um, Jesus life and, and ministry and you see him doing that all the time so I think so a long way around uh, the house to show you the door knob but the, um, the answer to your question is I we hope that people will be enchanted with the music and they'll, they'll be awakened to the wonder and reality of, of who yeah. God is.
0: Well I love what you've done and uh, I think that by God's grace, that's going to happen in the lives of a lot of people uh, through your music, through what you've produced already and what, by God's grace, you'll produce in the future. So thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, Dave. delight absolutely. to spend this time talking yeah, with absolutely. you. absolutely. The ghost of a king. Yes. Ghost of a king. And uh, for more information about that, uh, check out unlockingthebible.org. Dave, thanks for being with us Absolutely. Today. It was
1: a pleasure. Thank you.
2: Met a ghost of a king on the road When I first fell Fire burning to my knees, to my knees I fell, met a ghost of a king on the road Words of fire He said you are a lonely soul With a heart of stone That rakes against your thirsty bones Such a lonely soul Said I can show you, I can save you, but we need to go, where no cherry can take you were. So I followed the ghost of a king with every step. I tried to see me on for trace the riverside. But restlessness was my prize. And then we came upon. Up, and I saw that I had come where no key. chair I can take you where Beside the river, and I drank until I drank until I drank until I died. But something in the water must have brought me back, it brought me back, it brought me back.